Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to Geekiest. My name is Joseph. My pronouns are he, him. Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Will, he, him. We are uh, Sam's guest tonight, so you get you're three. You're stuck with us. Yeah, you're stuck ah. with us. And we're going to talk some geek news and uh, entertain you, hopefully. And uh, if not, well, you, you, you got what you paid for. So, geek news topics. Who wants to go first? You do. Okay. Yeah, because you've got like the you've got the the sad stuff to get out of the way too, right? I wasn't gonna cover that, but what I can. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I I do have an in memoriam. That's what I mean. You always have an in memoriam. Somebody's died. Well, the in memoriam this week is for Internet Explorer. Uh, Internet Explorer. Uh, has reached the end of its update life, uh, and Microsoft has announced that it is now officially retired. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's not retired. It's no longer, it's not responding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, launched in 1995, uh, Internet Explorer tormented those of us in web design and development uh, because it either didn't follow the rules or then strictly adhered to all the rules of uh, HTML. So uh, I, my, my favorite, I don't know, 10 years ago, my favorite meme was Internet Explorer, the most popular browser for loading in new browser. So, Yeah, that's pretty sad, but sure. Yep. So 1995 to 2022. Uh, if you'd still like to be disappointed by the product from Microsoft, please try Edge or Bing. I mean, they're not good. Not good. So uh, the other in memoriam news that Kayla was mentioning, uh, we unfortunately in the last about week, um, we lost uh, wrestling referees and Backstage producers uh, Dave Hebner and Tim White. Um, Dave Hebner, you might recognize as the twin brother of Earl Hebner, who was like what late eighties, early nineties. They did the the switcheroo where where they went one would go hide under the mat, under the ring, and uh, be the evil ref. And uh, Tim White was uh, he's a pretty good ref from like mid late eighties into the nineties. So. Uh, and then moved backstage as a agent slash producer. So uh, Dave Hebner was in his early 70s, and I believe Tim White was in his mid-60s. So sad to see some of these legends go. Um, just on, this, on the wrestling tip, and, and Will, this is really a question for you. Okay. Your feelings about the uh, one more time 
Ric Flair match coming up next month from Tennessee. How how do I put this gently? Um, it can't be any worse than some of the bullshit that I've seen before, right? There you go. I, I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hark you back to the tale of the legends when they invaded the Royal Rumble with uh, yeah. Jimmy no. Snuka mm-hmm. and Rowdy Roddy Piper, and God, that was a, a train wreck. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, we we have seen some terrible things in wrestling, especially that raw that occurs after the Hall of Fame induction where they drag these folks out and try to get them involved in some way in the show. Yeah, any any time that they go, hey, our numbers aren't doing so well, so we're gonna do a reunion show, and they open the caskets and and bring out people that, oh God, we don't want to see them anymore, because it just it's fucking sad. You, you mean like watching Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson compete a couple years ago in the Crockett Cup against the Briscoe Brothers? Okay, I'm not being nice anymore. <laughs> if I want to see two old guys wrestle over a cup, I'm going to go to my nursing home <laughs> because it's going to be over a cup of pills. <laughs> and I dare say that it will be as enjoyable. My my favorite part recently, though, has been like when like when when Billy Corgan's and uh, NWA uh, started the Power uh, YouTube show and. Uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson go up against Tom Latimer, uh, who I think may be better known to other folks as Bram. And uh, I can't remember who his partner was, but it really doesn't matter. Nobody else is going to remember either. But watching these 60 year old men go up against these, you know, mid 30s muscle and the announcers putting over that there is any chance that this, that, that Ricky and Robert, who, I loved in my childhood. Please do not get me wrong. I was, my brother and I were at polar opposites. I was a rock and roll express fan. He was a midnight express fan. You know, it's sort of hatred that engenders, especially between brothers, but like, Oh, it was painful to watch. And, and, and for it to be put over as if there was some sort of chance that, but they ended up winning, but it was a screw job finish. But please stop. If you're, you know, over, I don't know, 50 something, just please stop, stop, stop killing my, my memory of you. Mm. Oh, okay. Now that we've gone to the editorial side, <laughs> um, how about some space news? Ooh, here we go. So NASA was as able to measure, uh, one of the wandering black holes that inhabit the Milky Way galaxy. Um, They're able to measure its speed, the distance from us, um, and the reason why the uh, black holes, that there are wandering black holes. Um, So the, one of the ones they've been watching for the last six years, uh, they've been, uh, they, we're using images from the Hubble Space Telescope, the venerable space telescope that has way outlived its uh, original 
uh, original lifetime. That's okay. Uh, so did both Voyagers. Yes. Oh, I love the Voyagers. Um, so basically, if, if there are, according to NASA, a hundred hundred million wandering black holes in our galaxy. Well, considering the size of our galaxy and uh, the black holes honestly mm-hmm. can probably be minuscule. I, yeah, probably. Um, it's, a, it's a fair bet. Yeah. Uh, the one that they're watching is about 5,000 light years away from the Earth. So pretty good distance. In the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, moving at 100,000 miles per hour. Um, so more important to me. Uh, the nearest wandering black hole uh, to us is only 80 light years away. Um, but the reason why there are wandering black holes is if the supernova that creates a black hole is asymmetrical uh, when it throws its mass off or when it throws the, the gases off of it uh, before then collapsing upon itself, um, as we know, conservation of movement conservation of energy it's going to move uh so yeah there are moving black holes in the galaxy things i didn't really need to know today but there it is know it add to your existential dredge it's fine yeah yeah um so yeah there's wandering black holes so thanks science some hundred 100 million wandering. That's not even counting the ones that are stationary. Well, I guess nothing's really stationary, but like fixed in relation to other other objects in space. Like, you know, at the center of the galaxy. So, yep. Add that, add that to your existential dread. Thank uh, you so much. The, the volcano under Yellowstone will explode long before you get to see one of those. Well, there we go. <laughs> I, I do like to always. That makes me feel so much better. Did that, that, did, that didn't subtract that attitude, right? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think I was, I mentioned the other day to Kayla, I remember learning as a kid, like there's a fault or something like over in the Azores or the Canaries that if it suffer if it experiences a earthquake, there's possibility of basically one or more of those islands collapsing, falling, you know, falling into the sea, causing like a 20 foot tsunami that would cross the atlantic ocean and hit and would hit florida and then of course i you know know that like the mean elevation of of south florida is you know three feet above sea level four feet above sea level i just mean surf surf's up dude that's all <laughs> that monster wave that uh patrick swayze's character was chasing in uh totally and uh, oh man name a movie just point for, break uh, point break Take your geek point. Thank you. Is that a geek point? I I'll give you a geek point. <laughs> a double geek point if you say what what Avenger that is. Avenger that is? In Point Break? Nope, you lost me. Thor. Patrick Swayze didn't play Thor. No. Wasn't he referenced as being Point Break in a... In a... Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're uh, right. No, Iron that's geek Man. point for you because you stumped yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, because Iron Man. I, it was Iron Man referred to him as Point Break, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. 
Yes, no, that's totally a Will Gate point. You get that one. <laughs> hey, so who who wants some really ridiculous Lego sets? Uh, Ooh, Lego. Do I, okay, do I have to put them together? Yes. No. <laughs> well, someone put them together for me. <laughs> I'm right. Sh- I'm sure if you pay enough. <laughs> I mean, you can get people to paint minis for you if you pay enough. This is true. I know people that like putting together Legos. So, would you like to have Darth Vader's lightsaber made of Legos? No. I'm sorry, but no, because I'd play with it and drop it. Because I, I know my clumsy ass. You know, it's important, see, that you know, it's important that you know yourself. It, it really is about knowing thyself. But see, it, I had a similar thought in it that I was trying to articulate was it, it would be too fragile to play with. And then what's the point? Okay. I'm looking at this picture that you just posted. Could they get somebody who's more realistic to hold the damn thing? I do not need to see a bulging bicep on this guy holding a fucking Lego lightsaber. You are not gripping it that hard. It will explode. Um, yeah, that is so Lego has introduced both a both a Darth Vader red lightsaber, 756 pieces, and a 659 piece blue lightsaber. Uh, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry, consider me stupid. Um, how many is the the, the red lightsaber? 756, uh-huh. and the blue lightsaber. 659. Why the difference? I don't know. I'm going to probably say maybe the 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 hilt detail. Who knows? Maybe because the, that's what it took. Maybe the the Vader blade is longer? I see. Are we Pure, comparing blade length now? Uh in the article I'm getting it's I'm assuming the I'm assuming the blue has fewer pieces because of the dimensions of the hilt rather than the blade. So apparently Vader's got a bigger hilt. But hey, We're what if you let that marinate? <laughs> yep. yep. Bigger hilt, but not bigger blade. But we're going oh, with just I'm okay. So this is this is what you guys come here for, by the way. Yeah, this is exactly why people this listen is the to quality us. Quality geek entertainment that you come here for every week. So what if you're going, hey Joe? Hey Joe. Joe? <laughs> We haven't even broken a thousand pieces. What do you? What else does Lego have Star Wars for us right now? Oh, they have all kinds of shit. Oh, well, good they lord! Have a, they have a, a a Vader bust. That is a Vader bust. Uh, the Vader bust is uh, made up of two thousand nine hundred and five pieces. I don't have time. Uh, and recommended for an intermediate builder. Wow. Um, apparently though, the lightsabers, the, the lightsabers are, uh, are, are, are supposed to be easy, easy enough. Even beginners can assemble them, or we might even say Padawans. Wah, wah. Uh, wow, just, somebody stretched for that. I did. <laughs> um, in case you're wondering, Hey, how much does the Vit, does the Darth Vader, uh, bust? That that is a life size bust, by the way. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, that that will run you uh, six hundred forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. 
Um, the Red Saber, uh, $149.99. Let's see. And Luke's Luke Anakin, Luke slash Anakin slash Ray's blue lightsaber, also $149.99. So, yeah, that's cool. Yes. So, Lego just taking all my money. Not my money. have the time to put all those things together, right? No. Who who has? No. No. Listen, we we watched that Lego Master series on Hulu. That's about as much time as we have for Lego. (laughs) And I, but yes, but but also, like I sit there watching it, I'm like, that's awesome. Like it's really cool, and like especially like the first episodes where like they show them like at home or doing like competitions elsewhere, and I'm like. I like no. I that's a lot of time, a lot of time. It's just... mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like some some people, that is like their their hobby. That is what they do in their spare time. We don't have our our hobbies are also our jobs. So, well, now that I've shown you how you could spend close to a thousand dollars on uh legos uh, we can talk about some entertainment coming sometime soonish there's a lot of that i i I, I can i can i can best you on that oh yeah do it how about seventy five thousand dollars for a vhs tape i heard about this yes what is this tell me i don't know a sealed Near mint condition 1986 VHS tape recently sold at auction for $75,000, setting a new record for a videotape. And the, the obvious next question is, pray tell, what tape was this? Back to the Future. Holy Great Scott. Crap. I need the to VHS look through the tapes at the was- shop. The VHS copy was owned by actor Tom Wilson, who played Biff Tannen. Ah. Wilson originally listed the tape along with others on eBay, but took them down when he received an overwhelming response. He then reached out to Heritage Auctions in Dallas to conduct a proper sale. Uh, Wilson's collected included sealed and graded VHS tapes of Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3, and the 1990s Back to the Future trilogy box set. Wow. Uh, wow. What made the collection special was Wilson's offer to write a note to accompany each tape and sign each shipment. Okay, there's where your money gets really crazy. So there you go. $75,000 for a VHS tape. Holy um, cow. Okay, that is... Oof. Um, here's a really important question. Mm-hmm. If you open, you just like you can't watch it, right? Well, you wouldn't. I don't think anybody would that would spend that much money for that would even open it. This is like a sit on the shelf and look pretty kind of a thing. I you see. This is where I ha- I have always had the collector problem of you know if I'm buying a comic. Well, I only have one comic that has that that has never been read and that is my death of superman that's still in the black wrapper because you bought two of them 
No, I only got the one. It was a gift from my parents for for whatever. And then, you know, a year later, whatever, I got I went and got the trade paperback that collected everything into one one thing, and there it was. And boom. I know people that have bought two and still have one sealed. I yeah. I, I, I get that, but like it's it's like the Funko Pops where like people buy two to put one on the wall and one to open up and play with. I just know well, the good news is for you that that's averaging around 75 bucks. Yeah. I read something recently or not too recently, but a while ago about uh, that they, they marketed it as though it was going to be this big collector's item. And then they made so many of them and so many people have it that it's not really worth that much. I mean, that was the, that was the issue with the comics in the nineties when they were doing like the 37 hologram covers for one issue. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, tell that to all the people that have buckets of Beanie Babies in their closets. They're going to be worth something one day, man. Right. Right. Yeah. It's got the tag on and everything. Sold them for $3 a piece in my shop. <laughs> hey, they, they, they went so far as to make little plastic covers to go over your tags. Yes. yes. You want to talk about marketing genius? True. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, so entertainment that is coming to things near us. Okay. Coming uh, soon. <laughs> I, 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 let's not go with the coming soon, because you know how, how, how movie making and stuff can be. So, Right. I dare um, you to do the movie phone voice. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press one now. Okay, you get a key point for that. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, Venom 3 has been uh, greenlit. Uh, Sony Marvel spinoff. Uh, it was announced at uh, CinemaCon. Uh, well, it was announced at CinemaCon. It was uh, Sony Marvel revealed through El Muerto uh, that uh, they will be doing Venom 3. Uh, Editor's note, Kayla and I have not seen Venom 2. Not sure if Will has or hasn't. Nope. I, I'll, uh, go, I'll go you one better. I haven't seen I haven't seen it the first time. Ah. You haven't seen the first one? Nope. Ah. Um, and they have also greenlit Ghostbusters, they're saying five. Uh, also for editor's note, uh, we have not we have not seen the most recent Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Really want it's to though. Really, really, really good. Yeah, that's one we need to actually like make an effort to see soon. So okay, so they're saying five, but is okay, so what is this a continuation or a sequel to the really, really good one? Is the what is where's the timeline here? Um the movie will follow Afterlife and continue the story of the Spanglers. Okay. Uh, at Ectofest. Okay. We need to have a talk about these convention names. <laughs> just just putting that out there. Ectofest. Oh, There's another one I saw the other day where it's just like, I get it. It's it's dedicated to a particular fandom, but come on now. Uh at, at Ectofest, Jason Reitman. 
shared. Uh, we will see the next chapter of the Spengler family story. Additionally, this upcoming movie will take place in New York City because that's where this needs to take place. Uh, and right now, the code name for it is Firehouse. <laughs> uh, and for the Venom uh, movie, uh, this will uh, pick up after uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, Tom Hardy will be back as uh, Eddie Brock, uh, the human who is hosting the symbiote. Uh, but uh, the only thing that was released is uh, a new um, new logo. So, because the iconic logo wasn't enough, or did um, they do a, a, or did they make the ghost put a number? Oh no, no, this is this is for Venom. <laughs> so this is oh, for Venom. Okay. Yeah, this is for Venom, not for Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Then we care less. I got confused as to which which. Brian, we were talking about now. There you go. I should probably listen more. I'm sorry. (laughs) It happens. Um, And Chrome just ate my... Oh, there you go. We we have a new Internet Explorer, kids. Its name is Chrome. (laughs) No, okay. I actually shouldn't blame Chrome. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but my mouse has gotten, like, extra clicky. Uh, And normally I'd be like, oh, well, it's just I need to replace the batteries, but it plugs into my laptop so it doesn't have batteries so i don't i don't know what's going on so uh as as folks are probably well aware we are well within the fourth phase of the mcu's phases um and and tv disney plus is is now very much involved in the telling of the marvel cinematic universe um so we know later this year we will be getting the Ironheart series. Uh and, and why does that sound like a care bear? Because I think that might have wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the, I think that the was, bear. was that the, the lion? lion? It's like Ironheart or Tenderheart or some shit. It was Tenderheart. Braveheart. The lion was Braveheart. No. No? Tenderheart. 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 Okay. God, Joe, um, take your geek point. <laughs> And he, we're they were they were, comes they were care bears. They were care bear cousins. <laughs> it doesn't Jason. really matter. We're still we we have more care bear knowledge than Kayla. That's that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> um. So the title of the series will be uh, Marvel Studios Ironheart. Uh, Ironheart uh, is focusing on Riri Williams, a brilliant black girl inventor who creates her own high tech metal suit like Iron Man. Uh, right now, uh, the initial, they're, they're basing a lot of this off of the comic. Uh, Williams is a 15 year old girl from Chicago, uh, who gets into the MIT engineering scholarship. Uh, there is, uh, they're discussing that, uh, Riri has, uh, relations to Shuri from Black Panther. Um, and there is some 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 word that Sh- Riri might be appearing in the Wakanda Forever uh, Black Panther sequel. Um, so basically, it is going to uh, follow uh, Riri's 
development of the Ironheart suit. Um, I know some folks have even, uh, because I think in the comics, uh, Tony, there is an AI Tony that is her. Um, her Jarvis? Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's like Prodigy with Jane, with Janeway. Yeah. Uh, so Dominique Thorne will be playing Riri Williams. Uh, she is joined in an unnamed role by Anthony Ramos of Hamilton and in the Heights fame. Uh, this is us mainstay. Lyric Ross will portray Riri's best friend in, uh, from the comics. Uh, Natalie, I believe, is the name. Um, oh, where's your chair? Uh, Manny Montana also joined the series as a regular. Again, no details on him. Um, but yeah, Disney hasn't put a release date, but it is supposed to be sometime later this year. Uh, it's, I, I think it's really interesting, though, that like right now, uh, Miss Marvel is the you know current Disney Plus Marvel's show. Um, a lot of young women and young women of color being superheroes. Uh, so, hey, Disney, good job. Yeah. Uh, that's all I had. I had another thing about some Avatar stuff coming. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender stuff. Uh, but I man, have... that that was pretty vague. At least what I had found. So, I, I I have something. Excellent. So I am done. So whoever else would like to go, Mako. Oh well. So I'm I'm gonna jump onto the uh, the Disney bandwagon. Kevin Feige uh, had a conversation with Total Film, um, and he says, "quote As we're nearing the end of Phase Four, I think people will start to see where this next saga is going." Oh, good. I think there have been many clues already that are at least apparent to me. Of course, it's apparent, to you <laughs> dumbass. You That's know it. You know it. You you've have the big map. <laughs> of where this whole saga is going but we'll be a little more direct about that in the next coming months to set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny 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 bit more of the roadmap hey he's a jerk could, teasing <laughs> us like that could that be a little more vague I mean yeah. the, of course, the stuff internet blows up and goes uh we're we're talking about the secret wars. Yes. And not not for nothing. There's not has not been a whole lot of uh directness when it comes to Feige and the MCU. Mm. Um so you can throw it out there. I'm just gonna say, you know, everybody's saying he's hinting at it. Um Honestly, I don't think that they know where the hell they're going with that anywhere. Well, I know they have a Secret Wars series planned, but who knows? True. Uh, Anime TV put on their Twitter feed today. At least I think this was today. Uh, it was yesterday, but that's okay. Uh, there is a full minute-long trailer for My Hero Academia Season 6. My child will be thrilled. Oh, boy. With a scheduled for fall 2022 date on it. So well, these I'll days, be... I'm going to have to catch up on that. Uh, ask Raya. Yeah. Walk you, walk I... you through all of it. There you go. 
uh, NMAT, uh, at NMATV underscore JP for that trailer. Uh, as Joe had said, we have some uh, teases from Nickelodeon and Paramount. Uh, this is uh, from the Annecy International Animation Film Festival. Uh, from Disney to Sony to Netflix, all major studios were present. Uh, Nickelodeon Paramount took to the French Alpine town, uh, which it would be fun to say if in the article what uh, what town it is before you go say something like that. Uh, the Avatar Returns. Uh, Nickelodeon recently confirmed that we're getting three new films in the Avatar The Last Airbender universe. Uh, okay. The films are being overseen by Avatar creators Brian... Oh, wow. I'm going to botch the hell out of this. <laughs> Konitatsu and Michael Dante DiMartino. Sounds legit to me. Uh, Co-chief creative officers. And the first film will be directed by Lauren Montgomery, who did storyboards on The Last Airbender. Cool. What else you got? Director Rob Minkoff of The Lion King was present to introduce the next film from Nickelodeon and Paramount, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, uh, which hits uh, theaters July 17th. There was a seven-minute film, a uh, seven-minute clip of the film in which a dog voiced by Michael Sarah is assigned to be a samurai warrior. Hey. Okay. Sure. Uh, apparently, the the film was previously titled "Blazing Samurai," which was reportedly loosely based on the on Blazing Saddles. Uh, oh. Okay. So, uh, okay. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is one of the voices. How awkward would it be if he's a snake? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, apparently, we're getting a new teenage mint. Min, <laughs> Sing it. It helps. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> the teenage mutant ninja turtles are getting a reimagining. Oh, from. Jeff Rowe and producers Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg. Uh, Interesting. Details of the movie are scarce, but they did give a little peek behind the screen with Rowe describing the film as focusing more on the teenage part of the TMNT. Uh, I, no. I don't know. No. Okay. No, I... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like more so than like the original cartoon because they were pretty pretty teenage there. Yeah, they were. Yeah, well, you know, can't all do things the correct way. <laughs> um, so a little early on, you were talking about some of that adult money that you have now, Joe. I, I don't uh, have adult money. Um, <laughs> let's, let me just okay. be. Somebody's got adult money out there, and yeah. if you have some of that adult money that you want to just you know, spend. Um, you can pre-order the D D icons of the realms Spelljammer Adventures in Space Collector's Edition box. Lord. God, that's a mouthful, right? Right? 
they're going to be charging by the word, right? Here's what comes in this box. The entirety of the 24th set of pre-painted Dungeons and Dragons miniatures. Oh, dear God. All of them. Want to guess how many? Got a number in mind there that you you, you want to hint? I don't even know. Holy cow, there must be three. Fifty three figures. Okay. Every miniature in the Spelljammer Adventures in Space uh, eight count booster brick set of 24 release. An adult solar dragon and Prince Zealoth. An astral dreadnought. All D&D set 24 promotional miniatures. There are six of them in total. And an exclusive, unique, special, mini-only-in-the-box, the Young Lunar Dragon. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. All in one box. Oh, man. This is so what it, you wanted. So, so if I happen to have adult money... Uh-huh. uh-huh. How, much, how much is this gonna... How much of my adult money am I going to be giving up for... $787.49. Holy shit. I say it again so that you can catch your breath and, and pull your testicles out of your throat. Please. $787.49. Okay, I just pulled up the WizKids site with this on it. My favorite underneath the how much it costs is perfect gift. Yes. Gifts. Somebody can give that to me. <laughs> we really need to start getting on promo lists, guys. $187.49. Oh my God. That, that is a lot of. Mm. But you get 53 miniatures. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that is fifty-three that is awesome. very beautiful miniatures. Wow. I mean, and then I we then then could get the icons of the realm gargantuan Tiamat for uh, four hundred nineteen dollars and ninety-nine cents. Oh, you're at it. No. <sighs> now, for those of you who are not doing the math. <laughs> If you're not doing the math, that's okay. Um, we'll do it for you. are looking at like $14.86 per miniature. Which in and of itself is not terrible-ish, but does a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. But when you put things in perspective, mm-hmm. maybe not so bad. Definitely could be worse, but... And hey, you don't have to go through those. You don't have to go through those best those, those booster packs, and wait for the one that you're looking for. Yep. To complete your set. There you go. Just saying. Yeah. No. Maybe. No. You're. 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 You're right because I've. There's a short period there where I was going and buying the booster box because needed to build up my my minis and also had uh, had a friend who was looking for you know the, a particular dragon sorcerer and uh it was impossible to find yeah um I, i'm noticing as i'm on the whiz site they they seem to do these 
get all of the minis in each series. And they all seem to come in at that $787.49. Okay. That's that's the sweet spot. They found they found their price point. But here's the thing, like the one for Fisbin's uh Fisbin's Treasury of Dragons has 57 figures. Ooh, so it's even even a lower number per per piece. Yeah. All the miniatures from the from the set, booster brick release, so 46 of those. A Draco Hydra, an Elder Brain Dragon, uh, all the promotion figures, uh, an exclusive uh, Hollow Dragon, which, yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, and just to terrify Kayla, oh God, here is an Elder Brain Dragon. Yep, that's terrifying. <laughs> Yep. Ew. Okay. Well, you know, if anybody wants to uh, send a set to the show, we will do an honest review of everything in the pack. Yes. There you go. Uh, so continuing in the toy front, mm-hmm. Tommy International is jumping into Star Trek. Ooh. Ooh. With something big. Oh. And heavy. Oh. Uh, the toy maker has announced a diecast model oh, shit. of the USS Enterprise that they hope to deliver next year if they can get pre-orders through a crowdfunding campaign. Uh-oh. Now, Joe, keep your fingers to yourself. Okay. Don't go looking. Tomy has announced a new collaboration with Paramount to develop a number of Star Trek products, starting with a limited edition highly detailed one three fiftieth scale premium die cast USS enterprise from the original season made of 90% die cast metal. The model will include precision detailing and decorations with over 70 led lights and a premium stand with collector packaging. Holy shit. The model measures 32 inches. Jesus. And weighs almost 20 pounds. Holy cow. Is there a picture? Hang on. The lights replicate the effects seen in the series, including a lit hangar bay, bridge lights, and glowing impulse drive. But I needs it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we hang it from the ceiling? Prestige Select crowdfunded NCC 1701 Enterprise will be the centerpiece of any avid Star Trek collector's collection. Oh, Uh, my God. The quality of diecast replica based on the 11-foot TV series NCC 1701, which is on exhibit at the Smithsonian Institute, over 32 inches long and weighs in nearly 20 pounds. I remember seeing an I I didn't read the article, but I remember seeing an article about how the Smithsonian's enterprise was was being used for something. And I was like, okay. now we know what Tommy designers worked with modeler and Star Trek consultant Gary Kerr, who consulted on the 2016 Smithsonian restoration project for the original enterprise model. God bless him. Model represents the culmination of my third plus years of research and data Related to the studio model. 
Wow. The saucer separation capability design with input from well-known Starship designers sets this model apart from all previous efforts. Now, <laughs> this has been on for 13 days now. Uh-huh. Okay. It ends July 11th, so you have time to jump in on this. Okay. Their goal is $3 million. Wow. They have raised $404,926 as of the as of June 20th at 8:36 p.m. Okay. So you have some time. And what is the what is the uh the number there to get in there, on this? There are currently 622 backers. They need to have 5,000 by July 11th to have the project move forward. Okay. What does it cost? Um, okay. So for their, com- their, their, they have a, a commander level. Okay. Which gets you the prestige select replica. Mm-hmm. And that's $599. You know, I, I do get paid on Friday. <laughs> Yes, but we need to eat. <laughs> I mean, I would proudly hang it from the ceiling in the living room. But... <laughs> you and you don't have strong enough banisters to hang that from the <laughs> ceiling. It comes on a very nice stand. Okay, that fine. is a very pretty stand, by the it way. It is a pretty is. stand. <laughs> so Holy you shit! Six hundred bucks laying around. You can get in on this. <laughs> so there, there's three different tiers. There, there's Commander, which you get one replica. Excuse me. Ooh. You get one replica. Mm-hmm. Or you can get on the Captain level and, and get two of them. Uh, or you can get on the Admiral level and get three of them. What the hell? Hey, hey friends of do? the show. <laughs> hey, friends of the show. <laughs> If you happen to find yourself at captain or admiral level, and you're like, you're like, hey, we love listening to the geekiest. They do talk a lot of Star Trek. I have this extra enterprise. We promise we would round robin it around our our, our domiciles because we see each other like every other week. There you go. <laughs> Pass it back and forth. You could just bring it. You could uh, you email the, the geekiest pod at gmail.com for where to send it. And I'm just saying, if you happen to have admiral money or captain money, and, and we'll, as always, send you, we'll send you a picture of the three of us with it. <laughs> Signed. Oh, we have to do like real picture? Not just. No, not just a digital. We will print it and autograph it. Okay. So there, there, there's the goal. <laughs> and in fact, I think we should just make that if you send us anything. Yes. <laughs> we will send you an autograph picture of the three of us with it. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to see this thing in action, there is a cute little video. Uh, we will link it in the show notes. Awesome. It, it is. It is awesome. That's so cool. So, a little under three weeks left. You can go take a look at it. Um, they're a long ways away. From 
right now. But yeah, that's who knows. Yeah, that is an ambitious goal. Uh, some more toy news: McFarlane toys. Mm-hmm. McFarlane. McFarlane. McFarlane toys has announced multiple new DC multiverse exclusives. Uh, the first is a Batman seven inch figure with black Adam comic line art variant, hmm. uh, designed with ultra articulation with up to 22 moving parts for full range of posing and play because you're going to take that out of the box, right? You bought, two. yep. <laughs> uh, Batman comes with a batarang and a base. Included is a collectible comic featuring uh, what the figure is based on, as well as a collectible art card with figure photography on the front and character biography on the back. And let's be honest, you don't know who Batman is, right? Ah, mm. uh, oof, that's a he's a he's a guy who does a thing, right? Because you need his biography. Is yeah, because really? somebody actually needs Batman's biography. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like Spider Man. You know, we've 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 gotten this backstory a few times. I mean, I've only seen Thomas and Martha Wayne die on screen like always three or four times (laughs) in every freaking movie. Again, except for this most recent, the Batman. Uh That that was like my one one of my positives from was I didn't have to watch Thomas and Martha Wayne get gunned down. It was nice, but you thought about it, so you did see it. You saw it in your head. There you go. Uh, Another one coming out is Lex Luthor Power Suit, the gold label. Okay. Okay. Uh, Is this the green and purple? uh, Incredibly detailed seven-inch figure based off the DC multiverse. Again, 22 moving parts. I, I don't understand why it needs that many, but it does. Uh, Lex Luger, Lex Luger. Wow. He's going to put you in the the torture rack. (laughs) Lex Luger is featured in his blue power suit based on his look in the DC Rebirth comics. Uh, Another figure coming out is uh, Batman Dark Detective. Interesting. Dark Detective is featured in his look with no coat from DC Future State. Oh, okay. Uh, Owl Man from The Watchmen. No, this is uh, a, the in, the Injustice Syndicate or some from the Crime Syndicate story arc. Right. Okay. okay. That Owl Man. Uh, that Owl Man. Yes. <laughs> Owl Man comes with a baby Starro and a base. Figure includes one of four pieces that, when combined with the rest of the Crime Syndicate, build. A, when combined with the rest of the crime suit, so build a line that will assemble an adult Starro. Oh. Okay. Got to get them all. Well, I mean, otherwise, if there's no Starro, th- there's no reason to form the Justice League, because that is who the Justice League fought in their first comic. There you go. That's a geek point. And this one's for Kayla. Sir? Catwoman. Wow. Based on the season one Catwoman played by Julie Newmar in the classic 1960s TV show. Yes. Yes, it's about goddamn time. That, you, that makes me very happy. We have not seen enough 
of Julie Newmar represented as Catwoman. That makes me very happy. So there you go. She's getting her own figure. And you can take a little peek. Yeah, yes. I, I want the Julie Newmar Catwoman too. Yep. She's cute. I love it. I'm holding out uh, for the Eartha Kit. I, oh my god, we really need an Eartha Kit. Uh, these are DC exclusives for Target, by the way, so you know where to go and hunt them down. Uh, you can Ooh. pre-order now on the Target website. Ooh, Target. Yeah, the line drawing uh, concept is interesting. Yeah, it looks like yeah. he got attacked by paint. <laughs> Some, he, he, had, he, went, he, he went through, there was bleach in the load. Mm. Fucking Alfred. Bleach the bad <laughs> How to get that smell out, Master Bruce? <laughs> uh, so I got one last really neat thing that I found. Cool. Um, B and D geeks are well. Me and Kayla. This us. Um, we extra. Oh yeah. We extra like motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of someone who is extra, so is Reddit user Blake Giorgio, also known as Fallacy Dog. Okay. Who has used their background in audio engineering and three years of dice making experience to craft a tuned set of musical D&D dice. What? Shut up and take my money. Uh, saying, Giorgio says on Reddit, using frequency analysis, each die has been given a unique pitch. The die will be cast in brass, plated brass, or 14 karat gold, and each has an internal core that rings like a bell. The dice are 3D printed, lost waxed investment cast, and are precision printed on layers just several microns thick. Wow. Uh, for people who are not familiar with 3D printers, I, like me, I had to look this up. It means that each die is a single piece of metal cast using a wax model. Uh, cool. The Kickstarter for the Arcana Core Musical Dice kicks off uh, this past week, June 14th. So go ahead and give that a look. I'll leave that up to Joe. His Googling fingers are so much better than mine. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, a single D20 will reportedly cost $35, and a full set will be $175. Plated gold dice will cost double. Arcana Core, right? Yes. They're beautiful. Definitely look those up just for nothing else. They are gorgeous. I want one. Yeah, yeah. We extra. That's for damn sure. Those are super pretty. Thank you for bringing that up so that I can drool over them. Okay, so Joe? Yes, sir. What's their Kickstarter looking like? Uh, let me pull that up. Kickstarter, what was the name of the, I'm sorry, Kickstarter. Just put Kickstarter Musical Dice and it'll pop right up. Arcana Core Musical Dice. Arcana Core. Uh, with 23 days remaining uh, as we record this on Monday. They have 723 backers. Uh, they have a pledged goal of $4,000. They are at, drumroll, 
129,624. Holy shit. Wow. Yes. Very cool. Uh, So to get uh, to get a set, uh, it is a $37 pledge. That's not bad at all. No, Uh, it's not. I might actually do that. When does it end? Oh, this is a brass D20. Just a D20 is that's thirty-seven. I mean, like that sucks, but still, that's cool. Um, there is uh, at sixty-three, you get a twenty-eight millimeter uh, D20. Uh, The other one is twenty-three millimeters. Seventy-seven dollars gets you gold-plated D20. Uh, $129 gets you brass uh, 35 millimeter Uber D20. $185 gets you uh, a six piece set of brass Arcana core dice. $315 gets you the 28 millimeter brass uh, set. $370 gets you gold plated set. $645 gets you the Uber brass set. Um, and, oh my god, uh, it's full of stars. Take your key point. Uh, for $1,220, you can get a 14 carat gold arcana core D20. And at $6,000, only $6,000, 14 carat gold arcana set. Good lord. Um, You just need to show off at the table. Yeah. Oh my god. And dent the shit out of your friends' tables. Right? If you're not rolling that on pure velvet, I'll smack you. Right? Uh, So I'm looking at the dice, and I mean, yeah, but they don't really have hard... They don't have hard corners. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, if you're dropping your 14 karat gold. Okay, I'm just going to say, though, as uh, as a folk who who was, you know, at the Renaissance Fair, kind of wish they'd been cast in bronze. Ah, take your geek point. Uh, And first. (laughs) 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 And the stretch goals that they've reached so far, uh, rolls gold plating is available. Uh, white gold plating. Uh, if they reach 250 platinum, platinum dice. Uh, if they reach 500,000, addition three additional tuned D sixes, and if they reach a million dollars, it is a mystery what what it could be. So because yeah. they don't know either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> They're just going. Um, this might yeah. be a thing, so um, we need to start thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I have to say though, this uh, the 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 dice vault for it. Oh, it's really pretty. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know some like when you look at like the sets, they you know, uh, I think especially for the uh, for the gold one, it's like in a satin lined. Blah blah blah. So where the hell better be you spending that much money? Yeah. Uh the the 14 karat gold arcana core set uh comes in a handcrafted mahogany display case with satin lining. Damn well better. 
Right, as it should. Uh, so I got one last thing. I got some Comic-Con news. <laughs> cool. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con will be running uh, July 21st through uh, the 24th. Uh, so far, that has been announced. Um, for Thursday, the 21st, is a live art and discussion panel. Uh, Rick and Morty Comics and a game show called Real or Fake, where game, where contestants have to decide if a comic character or plot is real or fake. That's interesting. I want to see Red Panda in that game. <laughs> Uh, Friday the 22nd that has uh, currently been announced uh, for movies is Green Lantern Beware My Power. Oh. Now these are just these are just panels folks so. Don't get excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, for comics uh, horror in comics which some of our previous guests could give really long lectures about. Uh huh. Uh, the importance of comic creators owning their own IP. There you go. Uh, the Scribe Awards will also be on Friday the 22nd. Uh, spotlight on Dan Slott. And I'm probably not pronouncing his name correctly, so I apologize. Um, other, plan uh, other panel is uh, Mictlan, M-I-C-T-L-A-N. An ancient mythical tale from codex to console. Uh, Saturday the twenty third is uh, Aspen Comics party like it's ninety seven, which is comic talent celebrate Oni's twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, thus far, expected to appear James Lucas Jones and Charlie Chu. Uh, spotlight on Willie Mendez. Other panels will include Pure Gold, a short film which a, which a desperate farmer is tempted with something precious. Expected to appear Rick Gordon. And Women and Minorities in Gaming. Uh, expected to appear Becca Pruitt. That's on Saturday. And for Sunday is 25 years of Ani Press. O or, sorry, ONI Press. Uh, classic to Modern. Uh, there is a whole host of things that have not been assigned dates yet, including a possible evening with Kevin Smith. Ooh. Uh, directors on directing uh, expected to appear Tim Miller, director of Deadpool. Uh, Andrew Stanton, director of Finding Nemo, Wally, and John Carter, which put those three things together and tell me one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chad Stalinsky, director of the John Wick franchise, moderated by Steve Weintraub. Um, television panels expected to be announced soon. The Dragon Prince, Hamster and Gretel, Hollows Bend, the radio play, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and the X-Men, the animated series, get ready to feel old. 30th anniversary. Wow. My back uh, hurts. <laughs> expected to appear for that is the series showrunner Eric Luwald, series writer Julia Luwald, 
series director and producer larry houston uh storyboard artist dan vesenmeyer and voice actress lena Len lenore zahn who voiced rogue um some comic panels that have not yet to be issued dates Charlie Brown's career education program, uh, comics on campus, fandom at academia, DC in the forging of the post-war American society, John Carpenter's tales of science fiction, from Mopsy to Trina, mid-century fashion in comics and its legacy. Uh, Vixie, I look at you. This is a panel that you need to go and check out. Uh, Made for Women by Women, Girl Power, and Barbie Comics during the 1990s. Uh, and the X-Men Fandom Panel. And there are a whole lot of others. Um, Funko hasn't announced anything yet. Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon hasn't announced yet. Um, Mandalorian Under the Helmet is expected, but hasn't yet been announced that it's going to happen. Star Wars Samurai Universe again expected but hasn't been announced that it's going to have a date yet and uh not confirmed but you know the, the geekiest podcast might be broadcasting there but it's not confirmed not confirmed not confirmed yeah. hint 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 <laughs> Just saying. We, 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 can be, we can be available <laughs> <laughs> oh that's know, a lot that's of stuff yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, right. cool. But that's all I got. All righty. That's all done. Thank you. Kayla, Me next. Your turn. Okay, Wrap I got up. weird, stupid shit. It's because cool, that's my job. Like weird, stupid shit. Yeah. Okay. This one is actually really interesting. I think it's interesting. A group of kids in Africa who call themselves the critics are making incredible short films. And catching Hollywood's eye. And they're making these short films, a lot of them, about Star Wars stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. A group of young indie filmmakers in Kaduna, northern Nigeria, who call themselves the critics, have caught the eye of some Hollywood players. And for good reason. The group... A nine-person crew ranging from seven to 27, and mostly siblings and cousins, they're huge movie fans themselves. And they describe, they decided to give filmmaking a try using phones as cameras and building their own green screens to pull off the type of action they'd seen in their favorite films. They're self-taught using Wikipedia and YouTube tutorials. Along the way, they have released several films of their own on, the, on their own YouTube channel over the past few years, which uh, you can check out on YouTube. Um, once they have gotten the films out, a few Hollywood names were excited about uh, what they are doing. So, uh, let's see. Franklin Leonard sent a message on Twitter, and he was... First, he said, first of all, you are doing a good job. He told us he found our videos and that he was friends with J.J. Abrams and a couple of people in Hollywood. Uh, he told us to, to list on WhatsApp of equipment that he might need for our films, quote, end quote. Um, um, for those who don't know, Franklin Leonard um, 
is a Hollywood producer uh, executive who is responsible for something called the blacklist, which is uh, a list of scripts uh, that critics, producers, whatever, find to be like the best, but are kind of thought to be unmakeable. Um, and or not either unmakeable or just, you know, they're going to be hard to produce. And uh, over the last several years, a lot of the scripts that went onto the blacklist have eventually gotten made and won major awards like the Oscar. So, mm-hmm. well, the first piece of technology that I will need is uh, his name is Dave Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, calling dibs on Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> I'm calling Dibs and... on Favreau. I'm calling Dibs on Favreau. And 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 that thing that they shoot on the vault. We're gonna need we're gonna need like two of those, (laughs) and we'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be all good. We we can can pretty much make any movie that you want. Then, I I mean, we do. I we we know somebody who uh, is familiar with the Unity engine, which is what drives the vault. uh, And she actually, you know, used to do lighting for video games. So I think we're good. So it goes on to say um, that after they did that, uh, last August, the kids received a large shipment of gear, including high-end gaming PCs, monitors, cameras, and stabilizers from Abrams and Leonard. They're quoted as saying, we are so excited and happy about it. In an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, with a Hollywood Reporter in September, Abrams said that he was happy to be introduced to the critics' company by Leonard, adding that the young filmmakers had talent and determination. Getting them some additional deer, gear was just adding fuel to their awesome fire. That is really cool. So cool. Um, yeah, so if you get a chance to check them out, they are called The Critics. They are on YouTube. Uh, I will send these links to Joe so that he can put them into our chat as well. I I haven't even watched the videos yet, but it they look really, really cool. Um, and just to support young filmmakers in any way that we can is so incredibly important. Uh, so that's that, and that's super cool. Um, <laughs> I was telling the guys before the show, I stumbled across there is a, a new Star Trek video compilation featuring all of the red shirt deaths in the original series. <laughs> uh, so if you are interested in that, go check that out. Uh, that's on YouTube. That's easy enough to find. It's called R.I.P. Red Shirts. Uh, fun little bit. Um, I have some I have some duck news. Yay! What new from Skulls? <laughs> uh so from Numskulls uh and Tubs, they are doing a Jurassic Park series. Of course they are. Uh-huh. Uh the the new ducks are a limited edition, uh with only a couple thousand each being made. They retail for between $16.99 and $24.99. And they include Dr. Alan Grant, Dr. Ellie Sattler. Um, The most incredible Dr. Ian McCullough duck I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Dennis Nerby, of course, and um, uh, Dr. John Hammond. Um, And on top of that, 
uh, as a numbskull exclusive, um, they are also doing a T Rex. And girl. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, I will show you guys. Oh my god! <laughs> you found him before I could even put him up there. Uh, I think we're gonna need an Ian Malcolm. Malcolm. That's the Malcolm is. Hold on, I will put the Malcolm up as well. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Every time I look at the Malcolm, I just giggle. <laughs> Hold on, I want to put this up in the in the notes. There we go. Copy image. Put it in the stuff because it's too funny. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I can't. It's so. I I need it. Ah. Uh... You know the only way the uh, the Dr. Ellie Sattler one would be better would be better is if it came with like a small uh, small mound of uh, Triceratops poop. Triceratops poop. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. So you can find those on um, the Tubbs website as well as Numskull. Uh, oh my god. Too freaking cute. Uh, so well done again uh, to the team that designs these things. They are hysterical and super cute. Uh, they are. They are really, really cute. The triter the the T Rex is just insanely cute. Uh, so go check those out if you get a chance. If anybody wants to send us a Malcolm or a T Rex. Or any of them, really, we would be appreciative. Um, okay, so I'm not sure if this is geeky or not, but this is something that I have spoken about. and something that I am very passionate about. And I thought that I should bring it to your attention. Is it robots? It, well, it's robot adjacent. Cyborgs? Um, <laughs> not quite, but technology in in a in a very like we are lazy geeks kind of way sort of i guess uh it is a water dispensing lamp i have very often said that i need a hamster bottle above my bed of just water because i'm always thirsty you can have a lamp on your side table that also dispenses water i have i i have questions let me see if it... and electricity and water don't mix. <laughs> Except um, for when they do. I mean, like, you know, I it, guess it, no it, more than any other water dispenser. Anything, you can do anything once. <laughs> That's what I learned from Daffy Duck. Okay, so the the uh, description on the advertisement uh, goes on to say, um, using the HIP SIPS water dispensing lamp, Easily fill a glass of water without getting out of bed. Designed to look and function as a table lamp. It has a, a discreet shape. It's, it's, uh, let's see, I lost my place. Um, 
With this device, you no longer have to get out of bed to quench your thirst. Stop accumulating cups and water bottles on your nightstand, which mm. not only look messy, but can, there's a reason why I'm talking about this, because I'm the fucking one that does that. But it can also lead to spills. Instead, just plug in the lamp and feed its flexible food-grade tubing into a gallon jug or any standard water bladder. It's weird wording. Uh, the insulated water dispenser keeps water cool, and the pump remains quiet in use. Furthermore, the LED light has a simple switch, or you can add on a dimmer option. You guys want to take a guess at the price point? I'm still trying to get over the fact that you want me to plug in a lamp that dispenses water. Um, I have too many questions. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> do, do, you, do you have a picture that you could yeah, share yeah, with yeah. us? I, I'm doing that right now because I just realized that I had not, I had not shared a picture with you guys. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just give you the, the or the the link because it won't let me copy the picture so here let me give you the link so you can see da, 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 da. there we go there it is there's the there's the picture with the link oh dear lord <laughs> wait. wait hang on i want one so bad stop, stop the presses stop just oh god <laughs> This thing looks like the lamp is taking a piss. Yes, it does. <laughs> Why? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> Why? Now, the only only way this can be better is that if under the 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 lampshade is like a little cherub figure <laughs> dispensing the water. You know, though, I can oh, see oh, the very you. ingenuitive people out there retrofitting this thing. How do, you, how do you fill it? It has a button. You put the glass and under no, the no, thing. No, 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 no. That that water comes from somewhere. Oh yeah, there's a tube, and you put the tube into like a gallon jug, and right, right, right. But the water has to come from somewhere to go through the tube to go into the cup. Yeah, from the jug. You put a gallon jug of water. You put the tube in, and then it sucks it up. I, I think I think gallon jug not pictured. Gallon jug not pictured. Yeah, it would be like under the nightstand or or beside it or some shit. And I was gonna say if I have to run plumbing for this fucking lamp. Yeah, no. We're, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> yeah, that can find kind of uh, defeats the purpose of uh, convenient. Because I'm watching the video. It does not mention where this water comes from. Yeah, I think they kind of leave it up to you to figure out what container you would like to put the water in, which seems like kind of a design flaw. I, I, I'm looking, when you're looking at it, behind the, how you know what that part of the light is called. <laughs> oh, no, that's the button to dispense water. Okay. I do like that the button to dispense the water does have like a... Uh, a cap that goes over it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any uh, accidental nighttime emissions. <laughs> I'm I'm not proud of myself with that one. I'm this is the kind of geek that I am. I'm looking at this thing and I'm trying to figure out 
the mechanics. There, there is because, a pump. Right. There's, there, there is a pump, and I'm looking at the back of this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I see two cords. I think one is a hose. I mean, don't be judgmental. <laughs> Not being judgmental by any, any stretch of the imagination. I'm just confused. Yeah, I'm because I'm gonna go with the 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 gray or white horde. Maybe is the food grade silicone. Friends, I have stumped the boys. Zabra, <laughs> as as folks like to say. I'm just trying to figure out is like what this does to your your electric bill. Why would it? Why would it be? Detrimental to the electric bill. Uh, okay. It's in, okay. I, the, what I was wondering was the okay. How this does is keep basically water a water cooler with a fucking light attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> you have to fill up the gallon jug. Yes. Or whatever thing that you have this water thing plugged into. Yes. Okay. So you don't fill up your water bottle before you go to bed, but you're going to fill up the water bottle in your lamp. That does seem to be a flaw in the design. <laughs> it, it, it's it, uh, it's a small flaw in the thinking. <laughs> I got another one. Great, so now I just have a bigger bottle that I'm going to that that you're going to forget to fill up. Yes. And then hopefully you don't have pets. <laughs> We're going to knock that over in the middle of the night. Oh boy. The lamp or the water because I know my cat. Oh geez. Will figure out how to push that fucking button. Yes, that that's more my thing is like we have animals that would figure out how to push that button and then they'd be drinking water and it would be going all over the place in the middle of the night. Here's right. here's here's what I've got. So that tubing goes into your gallon jug or whatever, correct? Oh, right. How, like, you're just leaving a gallon jug open? Like, I, I mean, I mean, I would feel I, better about the situation if they provided something that was somewhat sealed and could be resealed, but I would like probably stick it in like a cabinet and a nightstand. I love the editor's quote on here, though. Stop waking up your partner in the middle of the night. If you wake me up in the middle of the night to fill up your water bottle, <laughs> you're not going to have to worry about that water bottle. <laughs> I, I would like to think that he was, he was talking more about waking your partner up in the middle of the night because you're getting up out of bed to go get water and not actually waking up. Once, once you reach a certain age, uh, you're getting up anyways. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so you can fill up your water bottle while you're emptying your water bladder. Because <laughs> you're going to be doing that at least once a night anyways. Joe, you can feel free to tell me I'm wrong anytime. I know no, nope. you, you are, you are not wrong correct, sir. at all, sir. That is... <laughs> there's... We need this lamp. No, you need to fill up your water bottle when you go to pee at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I, there are parts of this I like, but there are just like, I, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Let let's go look away. at the Jurassic Park things again. <laughs>
Well, I'm glad I could at least entertain you. <laughs> oh, you do. I, I, I think I think as as Will says, there's there's some think problems that probably should have been thought about before. Yeah. This, yeah. The, the combination mixture of electricity and, and water would probably be my first one. I mean, I I, I get that you know we have electric water coolers and things like that and you know water that flows through the refrigerator but there's kind of there's stop gaps there there's not i'm going to fill up this thing where there's a fucking light bulb right there that's not covered by anything yeah it definitely has its uh its flaws but i mean i think it's interesting and i think maybe taking it a couple of steps in the right direction as far as like it including the vessel in which i mean basically what you're doing is just putting a water cooler next to your bed which i have considered doing <laughs> I, I i found it on kickstarter okay uh as yeah my, for as my google foo is uh pretty good uh it has 19 days to go mm-hmm. um it is at $1,177, uh, and it is at a $15,500 goal. Uh, okay. It has 13 backers at the moment. And if you pre-order with the backing, you can get it for $49. After that, it will be 100 Yes. Yes, that is the super early bird uh, pledge level. Uh, the parched super early bird special uh which comes with the water dispensing table lamp uh updates through the design and manufacturing process airtight gallon jug adapter included upon request so hey hey there we go one of my (laughs) one of my concerns here here is where i do see this being uh a helpful thing um for people that cannot get out of bed um, I think this is a really good idea uh, for people that maybe have short periods of time or are sick that because like I have fibromyalgia. There are days and, and Joe will attest to this. There are days when my fibro is bad that it is very, very difficult to get out of bed. You know, and I've only got a couple spell slots, if that, for the whole day. And two of them are going to get taken up just getting up to pee, let alone going to going to the kitchen. And being able to not have to call Joe every time I need water when I'm stuck in bed just for a day. Imagine someone who is immobile and does spend a considerable amount of time in bed. I think this is a really good thing. I agree. Um, there are some other uh, some other pledge levels. Are they that- cleverly named as well? Uh yeah, there is the crystal clear, uh the waterworks, the hydrated, the drought, uh the heat wave, the dehydrated, the thirsty, uh parched we already did the big sipper, and uh the lowest level is the cotton mouth. Okay. So, yeah. Well there you go, folks. I have a feeling that I'm going to be doing a social media post tonight that is going to just be all the links of shit we talked about that I can find the links to what we talked about. There you go. 
Um, so on to more interesting and yes, robot related. Is it a robot dispense that dispenses water? Because no, but that would be cool. Is it a robot that dispenses robots. <laughs> kind of, but not really. Um, oh. So a while ago, I reported on the Clickbot. Um, and for those of you that did not listen to that episode or don't know about it, the Clickbot is this very interesting uh, robot in which you can kind of reconfigure it into different shapes as you see fit and it does you know little stuff walks and and slithers if you make it into a snake-like creature and so forth well um the clickbot is now has a clickbot kids it is a coding robot that helps young minds discover coding and build a robot pet that's cool yeah it's really cool this is neat. Encourage creative exploration and logical thinking with the ClickBot Kids Coding Robot. It enables little ones to build a personalized, build and personalize a pet they can nuzzle up with. I don't know how much we nuzzle robots, but I mean, I do. But <laughs> in fact, it even interacts like a puppy when it sees its owner. Moreover, this kids coding robot comes with Simple pieces that easily click together, making it suitable for smaller hands. The ClickBot also sports a modular design with a brain joint, wheel skeleton, foot holder, sensor, suction cup, and grasper. So it's easily customizable to offer more possibilities. Additionally, this robot includes hundreds of built-in emotions to teach the importance of interaction. And finally, it features a 5 gigahertz brain for faster data, data rates and, a, and fewer interruptions. Overall, it's available, for, available in several... That was written weird. I'm sorry. You can edit that, but uh, available nope. in several kits to meet different learning levels. I had to, like, weird edit that. Um, yeah. Super, super cute. Here, I will show you guys. It's a super cute. I want one. I want the kids one, I think, more than I want the adult one. Um, but then, you know, that's usually the case with me. No, you want both of them. Well, yes. I mean, ultimately, I want both of them. <laughs> Do you, you want the big maker one? Oh, my God. I would kill for the big maker one. Do oh, my God. Build a Jesus. Isn't he cute? <laughs> um, no, if you I was are... just looking. I was just looking at the maker kit, clickbot uh -huh. cost. Uh huh. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh -huh. uh, the kids bot is available right now for four hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Hmm. And 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 whatever kid gets that is a really lucky kid. I think I know that kid. He was Richie Rich, and uh, I am. Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. Richie Rich and totally. Richie Rich would have had one of these. Yeah, they're super cool. Richie Rich would have had two of these. Yeah. You would have had two of the maker kit. Like okay. had a sled being pulled by mm. them or whatever. So, yeah. Mm. Um, check that so out. You sit here and be jealous of fictional characters for the crap that they have. Yes. I, I just wonder, just for $450, right, for Kids Robot, which I totally, I understand. It's really cool. I had an Omnibot 2000 when I was a kid. Take your geek point. 
thank you. Um, but like my Omnibot stood about, I don't know, three feet tall, four feet tall. And with the remote control, I could uh, serve drinks with them. Those things were so cool. They were. I don't know why my parents entertained my dumb ideas. It's not a dumb idea. They were trying to keep you in, in, in technology or something. Or just they wanted you to bring them a drink, you know, whatever. Yeah, that step in my parents' house, that was a real nightmare trying to get them <laughs> up and down that. Yeah. Learned about accessibility real early on. All right. So, Anything else? Yeah, I actually have a couple of little things. Um, jumping on the Lego bandwagon, um, I found a couple of new Lego kits that I thought were super cute that I decided to share. Um, one of them is the Vincent Van Gogh Starry Night Kit. Mm. Um, and it's super, super cute. It's the Starry Night scene. But then it has like this little, uh, this little like bridge coming out, and there's actually a tiny little Lego Van Gogh painting Starry Night on it. That is interesting. It is very cute. I I love Van Gogh, and I love the, specifically Starry Night. There, I'll put that in the chat for you. It's super These cute. These guys are way too damn complicated in their Legos. I know, right? Um, how many pieces is that? I'm looking. Where's the, where did my description go? Is it all of the pieces? It's all the pieces. I knew it. Pieces two thousand three hundred and sixteen. Oof. <laughs> now he's just gonna build Vader. <laughs> well, now you got to get in the classical Legos. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can't be so pedestrian. Wrong with you. <laughs> well, that's a long story. Um, so there's that one. I thought that one was cool. And then awesome. this. Yeah. This guy. Uh, I don't actually know all that well because I'm not a video game player. Um, but this guy is one of the robots from a Star Wars video game. He's called BD1. I'll show you guys because I think you guys probably know better than I do. But I thought he was cute. BD1. You can get BD1. Uh, you, he's uh Star Wars Jedi Fallen like, Order. Yeah. That's the Fallen Order right. There we go. Yep. I thought he was cute. He caught my eye because he was a robot. Um and he's from the video game and he's adorable. 1062 pieces. I think you can build him at Galaxy's Edge also. Oh, cool. But that's actually not bad, $99.99. Mm-hmm. 100 bucks for that. He's really detailed. Okay, I know this is Star Wars. Is this from their engineering line? Because it appears... No. You could absolutely modify that to actually make it move. Yeah, it looks like you could really easy. Get on it, Lego Masters. <laughs> yeah. And he is available for pre-order at the your, moment. It will be your next uh, beginner's build. Super cute. So, so yeah, yeah that was it. I just found those two that I thought were, were interesting, and I wanted to just kind of put out there. And I knew you guys would appreciate them as well. Oh, yeah. 
<clears throat> robots are awesome. Robots are awesome. All hail our robot overlords. <laughs> um, so that's it for me. Just fun stuff. Cool. Uh, trying to think of anything else. If there's anything else, but I'm still creeped out by that duck. <laughs> that duck still uh, creeps the crap out of me. <laughs> Dr. Ian Malcolm Duck? Yes, yes. Oh my god, he uh, is of, the best. In in the classic pose of no, uh, no less. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is the shirt open on his side sexy Ian Malcolm pose in a duck. Well, as we have gotten to the end of our geek news this week, uh go to the big board. Oh, to the big board. Um, this evening, Joe is the geekiest with five. Uh, and then followed up with me with three and Will with two. <gasps> okay. Woo! Will goes last. <laughs> so I will, I will do my plugging now. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, look for me at Demorgus, D-E-M-O-R-G-U-S. If you want to follow this podcast across social media, it's The Geekiest Pod. If you're interested in sending us anything like we talked about earlier in the show, send me an email at thegeekiestpod at gmail.com. As we said, if you send us anything, asterisk, that's not poop or something gross. Be nice. Yeah, be <laughs> nice. What? No, no glitter bombs. Yeah, no glitter no, bombs. No glitter bombs. Um, we will take a picture. We will print it. We will sign it, and we will send it back to you. So yeah, there you go. Um, if you want to support this show and get some cool geek merchandise, uh, go to thegeekiestpod.myspreadshop.com, and there you can get some cool stuff. Um, if you happen to either live in the South Florida area or you have a desire to have me run a D and D or other tabletop role-playing game, uh, go to mindflayedmondays.com and you can hire me there as a DM. Uh, and I think that's it for me. Oh, I'm also the DM of the not safe for wizards. Fifth edition, actual play podcast, uh, where I torment my players every week. We're going to be doing a, changing up things a little bit. Uh, in the next coming weeks, we're going to kind of step away from the main arc and uh, run some other stuff just to kind of recharge. So, side quests. Yeah, totally. Not even, not even side quests. It's it's completely not part of the main game. It's different characters, different whatever. So, uh, Ooh, three yeah. sequences. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I'm going to be running some one shots. So awesome. Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna be doing a little change up. The podcast isn't going away, it's just gonna change a slight bit. So please stay with us. And uh I think that's it for me. Is it my okay, turn? Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. It. Okay. Uh if you'd like to find me on the interwebernets, you can find me on the geeky on Twitter at Hawk underscore Kayla at inst on Instagram at geekiest Kayla on Facebook at Jade NSF Wizards. Um, you can find me playing Jade in the Not Safe for Wizards 5th Edition D&D Actual Play Podcast. Uh, you can find me here on The Geekiest. Um, you can find me 
Uh, I have I have relinquished the host role for Out of Character. It has gone back to Gary, but please check him out. He is an awesome host, and that means you get to have me as a guest every now and again, uh, which will be fun as well. Um, if you are in the South Florida area and would like to check out our awesome, geeky, witchy, fun thrift shop of everything except large furniture, uh, please come and check us out at 4148 Davy Road. If you cannot, you can check out secondhandgoddess.net uh, where you can be connected to our merch site as well as our eBay page where we have some fun goodies up there. Uh, you can check out my graphic design at Barefoot Hobbit Designs. That is B-E-A-R, Foot Hobbit Designs, um, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm sure there's other things I can't remember, but that's it at the moment. Um, always check back as things are always moving and grooving and shaking, and we are always doing fun stuff. Hey, Will! For you smartasses out there, they don't have everything at the thrift shop. They do not sell goats. <laughs> I asked. <laughs> he doesn't have goats. No livestock. This week. Yeah, you never maybe, know what's going to come in. Maybe next week. You'll have to check in daily. Yeah, we, <laughs> we occasionally do have large lizards. They weren't for and, sale. No, not generally for sale. And the other week we had a bird for like an hour. Always cool and fun and interesting shit that happens at the thrift shop. That's right. <laughs> uh, saving the best for last, me, uh, I'm not nearly as many places as everybody else. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at GeekiestWill. Uh, I don't use them very much because I really don't know how, and no one will teach me. You have a teenager. Get your child to teach you. <laughs> my my child is busy trying to teach me how to use TikTok, and I still don't get that either. I know you upload videos. I yes. know that much. Yes. And there may or may not be dancing involved. Sometimes there's there, dancing. There generally is dancing involved, and that automatically means that I'm not involved. Well, there's a lot of things that are not dancing, too. Anywho, go ahead. Wrap us up, Joe. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, several very close friends of mine have gotten COVID recently because they were going places where people weren't taking care of them. So, yeah. Uh, so just a reminder, COVID's still out there. Um, get, get, get vaccinated. Get your booster. Uh, the FDA is, uh, I think, moments away from approving for, for children under five. So get them vaccinated as well. Um, wash your hands. Um, Is it really sad that we're saying that in 2022? I know. I know. It's like, seriously, I go to the grocery store. I am one of like, I don't know, a fifth of the population of the store actually wearing a mask still. Um, but God, it's it's out there. And as long as we keep, Getting it, it's gonna still be out there. So, come on. Uh, and as always, uh, this podcast believes that Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, uh, and we believe in body autonomy. So, there's that. And uh, we thank you for listening this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. And maybe one day soon, we'll have a guest again. <laughs> It'll happen. Mm -hmm.
Leave the world a better place than you found it, kids. It's kind of fucking important. Bye. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.